T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Getting into some Saints talk this segment. Happy to welcome in WWL-TV's Brooke Kirchhofer, also with New Orleans.Football. How you doing, Brooke? Hey, guys. I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Definitely appreciate it. Thank you for the time. And are you ready for the brutalness of training camp that awaits us. Absolutely. Bring the heat. I think we are all ready to finally be out there. The last few months, we've kind of just been trucking along, coming up with content. Yes. Essentially just talking about training camp and what we expect to see, guys, we want to see back. So to finally have some visuals of what guys look like, where are they at health-wise. And as we learned today, a few of the guys that we expected to see out there are not going to be out there it looks like for the very start of training camp but yes ready ready for to get back out on airline drive definitely waiting for it patiently as well like you said just biding that time trying to come up with any kind of content uh to get to that that day but you know as we you know a couple more days now we're less than uh double digits to get to training camp on uh, wednesday will be that first unpadded practice and then we'll all be complaining, oh, I can't wait till the pads come on kind of thing. But what are some of the training camp battles that you think are going to be the most interesting, important as we go into this season? Well, I think I know you're talking about position position group battles, but a one-on-one battle I am ready to <laughs> see is that Chris Olave on Marshawn Lattimore. And then when Michael Thomas is ready for full contact, Michael Thomas and Marshawn Lattimore. I think that's the one thing that always pops in camp when you see best on best. Looking forward to seeing that. Also looking to see this running back room continue to find its dynamic. Of course, Alvin Kamara now, uh, you know, the court, the case is closed, so a suspension is looming, and we'll see how long uh, that suspension is handed down from the NFL. That definitely will be coming soon. But to see how Alvin Kamara and Jamal Williams and Kendra Miller kind of mesh, we didn't get to see Kendra Miller work with Williams and Kamara at all this offseason. So to see Kendra Miller back on the field, coming from, back from a knee injury, I mean, we that's one of the guys I'm going to be looking for. And then to – of course, Brian Brzee and Isaiah Foskey. We didn't get to see too much of the D-line in minicamp and OTAs, and you really don't get to assess those guys until the pads are on and they're lining up. Yeah, looking at the rookies uh, that reported today, and obviously you mentioned one in Kendry Miller, uh, starting off still on the injury list, uh, but what are the most important draft picks from this year's class that you think – uh, are going to be key con- contributors to this team for to, in order for them to be successful this year? 
I think Brian Brzee and Isaiah Foskey are going to be the two that can have the most impact in year one. Of course, Isaiah Foskey has not signed his contract just yet with the Saints. And that's if you look around the league, a lot of these second-round draft picks have not signed their contract yet. So it's not something to be too concerned about just yet ahead of training camp. That will likely get resolved. But seeing Foskey and Brian Brzee work in, I expect both of those guys to make an impact in year one. When you look at Foskey, do you think the holdup right now is guaranteed money? Because you would think that things are pretty slotted and straightforward for a contract. Yeah, and it, look, this happened last year yeah. with Alante Taylor. It's right. one of those who's go- who's going to bend first, the Saints or or Foskey's agent. So I think that is going to eventually be resolved. It might be back and forth. We'll see if he has to sign a where or not done before training camp, but that will likely get done. Brooke, kind of previewing a positional battle that I'm really looking forward to the wide receiver group right if you look at the top yeah. of it obviously Michael Thomas Chris Olave and Rashid Shahid have all kind of separated themselves from the pack as the top three guys but I guess this is a two-part question first and foremost how many wide receivers do you kind of anticipate the Saints carrying this upcoming season and then which of those guys do you think will fill out the final few spots it's a really good question because as you look at roster uh cuts from last year and years prior they've always kept more wide receivers um and when you look at just number one if you're looking at all 53 and what groups are going to be bulked up as far as who makes the 53-man roster that's my biggest question right now because of the amount of injuries that happened in the secondary so are you going to keep more dbs and maybe take a number from the wide receiver group and add that to the defensive backs or depending on Michael Thomas's health. And remember, Chris Olave and Rashid Shahid are coming back from little injuries that they faced this offseason that were super minor. They're both expected to be fine at the beginning of training camp. But it's one of those things, I'll believe it when I see it, if those guys are back to, back to full strength. Um, Chris Olave was dealing with a little bit of, I, I believe it was Achilles tightness. And we'll see where Rashid Shahid is. But that is definitely a position group where, it's, it's going to come down to the wire. How many guys do you keep? Do you keep five wide receivers? Do you keep six? A.T. Perry was put on the non-football injury list today, so that's a little bit concerning. That was somebody they expected to kind of be on the fringe of making the 53-man roster. So it's a really good question. It's definitely a position group where you could see guys fighting for that four, five, six role with the Saints. Brooke, we talk to people almost every day about the linebacker depth, and people are always really concerned and really worried about – Who's behind, obviously, Preet Warner and Demario Davis? But we talked with Scott Shanley last week, and he's just like, look, guys, in the new era of the NFL, you only really need two, three down linebackers. And you have that with Demario and Pete. Obviously, injuries happen, and that's kind of the concern about who's behind them there. But what are your kind of thoughts about the linebacker group this upcoming season? And obviously, I think I've heard a lot about Demarco Jackson, the fifth round pick from this past year, looking to kind of make an impact in the in training camp. Yeah, it's a really good question, and he was right in saying that you really just need two strong linebackers, but you're not in that formation the entire game, as we've seen in the NFL and how the Saints you know, shift throughout the game. We saw Cade Nellis become a star linebacker and somebody they wanted to try to keep. Of course, he's with the Falcons now. But Demario Davis is getting older. You know, father time is around the corner. He has not shown any signs of dipping, but that's right around the corner. Pete Werner suffered a ton of injuries last year. He is expected to be at full strength. So you kind of need that third linebacker. And for me, it's Zach Bond. It's one of those seasons. It's put up or shut up. He's one of those guys that they continue to try to fill that third linebacker role with Zach Bond. So we'll see if he, um, you know, 
rises to the occasion, but you're right. They've played in the, they've had that nickel corner who has been really solid for the Saints. We'll see if Alante Taylor really takes on that role. I don't see Paulson Adebo moving into that role. We'll see we'll see what happens, but I do believe they need to have a strong third linebacker. And for me right now, given just the little things that we saw in mini camp and OTAs, remember the guys are in t-shirts and shorts. I think for people that don't realize that, um, you know, we don't really get to see the true competition. But for me, Zach Bond really needs to solidify that role as a third linebacker. It felt like something that we've kind of heard a lot of during this offseason and kind of the OTAs and minicamp and stuff like that was that with the addition of Derek Carr, who obviously is kind of notorious for loving to use the tight end, like we kind of joke about we're still trying to cover Darren Waller from a couple years back. But looking (laughs) at the Saints tight end group, they obviously extended Jawan Johnson this offseason to a two-year extension, and they're kind of trusting in the former undrafted free agent to continue to take the next step. He took kind of a next step this past season, but they're hoping that he'll take that next step this upcoming year. And what are your kind of thoughts about Jawan Johnson's development and then the offseason uh, tight end additions with like Foster Morrow and, and obviously some other guys um, that could make the roster as well? Yeah, look, you're absolutely right. Derek Carr is a tight end friendly quarterback. He has proved that in his time with the Raiders. Of course, they're bringing in a guy that he has a good connection with already, Foster Moreau, who honestly is miraculous that he is now in full remission from Hodgkin lymphoma and that he is going to be 100% at training camp. And it was crazy just to see him this summer already at 100% given what his body was going through trying to fight off Hodgkin lymphoma. I think he's going to be a key piece, but Jawan Johnson has solidified his role as tight end one. And we're going to see him more involved, I believe, in the passing game. Number one, you look at his frame and him being able to build that over the years, his catch radius, things of that nature, um, you know, catching in tight windows. He proved that last year in a few games. And unfortunately, the good games he did have last year, it kind of got lost in the mix with the Saints struggling last year with with their quarterback situation. So I think it's going to be a tight end friendly offense. But when you look at just the volume of talent the Saints have this year on offense, we'll see how many uh, catches the tight ends have when you look back at the end of the season. Talking with Brooke Kirchhofer of WWL-TV and NewOrleansFootball.com. And Brooke, how did you get hooked up with those guys at (laughs) NewOrleansFootball.com? Well, so we, uh, you know, had a partnership with WWL-TV. Of course, you saw Nick Underhill on um, WWL-TV. And honestly, they've done such a good job over there at New Orleans Stop Football, uh, Nick Underhill and Mike Triplett, that they actually were approached by a couple of sponsors and said, hey, we love what you're doing. We love everything that we see as far as what they're able to put out on their website. They're like, why don't you guys start a show? We'll sponsor it. We'll pay for everything. Find a host. And let's let's maybe do three days a week and we'll talk Saints three days a week and go from there. And they reached out to me to be that host. And honestly, it's been so much fun. And I'm looking forward to being more involved with the Saints this season with that role. Yeah, I'll just say that uh, it seemed pretty seamless. You guys fit together well. Uh, <laughs> love watching the stuff you do for sure. Uh, you mentioned the put up or shut up year for a guy like Zach Bond, and I'm sure you're in the category too. A guy for me is is Peyton Turner, obviously, yeah. uh, former first round pick. And we're still waiting. Who's going to be that guy opposite of Cam Jordan at, at defensive end? Uh, how do you see that whole competition shaking out? Well, yeah, and that's why I mentioned when you asked me earlier who of, out of the rookies and especially the draft picks, who's going to break out? I mean, Brian Berzee 
has an opportunity to take that spot. And right. Isaiah Foskey, all the, b- both of those guys have an opportunity to really define a role in the defensive line if somebody like Peyton Turner does not show up the, this this training camp. And he had he did have a bad training camp last year. It just didn't translate last season and then with injuries and things of that nature. And, of course, Saints fans, I think, are tired of hearing it. You know, Marcus Davenport didn't turn out the way they wanted. Peyton Turner hasn't turned out the way they wanted to start. So, for him, this is absolutely a make-or-break year. And if he wants to stay on this team and stay in the NFL, he's really going to have to break out. And, look, somebody like Peyton Turner, he sees all the noise. He sees what everybody says on social media, on TV, on radio, all of that. I think if, if anybody's as motivated heading into training camp, it's Peyton Turner. Brooke, this is kind of really looking far ahead because Mike Dettelier and I were talking about this earlier. But with the Titans signing DeAndre Hopkins, the week one matchup becomes a little bit more spicy. I think we can all agree (laughs) on that. But looking at kind of their offensive game plan against the Saints heading into week one, and once again, I know this is a couple months out, so this is a very far in the future question. But we were kind of evaluating how the Falcons attacked the Saints' defense in week one of last year, and they wanted to run the ball early and often. So even though they did add the five-time all-pro wide receiver as Ryan Tannehill's main weapon for this upcoming season, it's going to be a steady diet of Derrick Henry against a lot of new guys on the defensive front for the Saints. Would you agree? Yeah, and look, if I'm if I'm the Saints and D-Hop goes anywhere, I'm glad that it's at least Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. Not not trying to give a big knock on him, but he's definitely not, you know, in the top five conversation of best quarterbacks right now. So we'll see what DeAndre Hopkins can do in that system and how Ryan Tannehill gets him the ball, especially when you have a guy like Marshawn Lattimore who is coming back healthy from that lacerated kidney last year. And he's got a lot to prove too, you know, four-time pro bowler who's trying to prove that he is still at the top of his game. You know, he was left off of the ESPN current top six cornerbacks around the league, which I think is a snub. I'm not saying he's best, but I'm saying he at least deserves to be in that top six category. But yeah, we'll see what, what the Titans do against the Saints. I like that the Saints are hosting the Titans for week one. I think it's a really good test. This is somebody they don't see often. So the fact that you're getting the Titans week one, we'll see what they what they do, obviously, with Derrick Henry and things of that nature. Derrick Henry is going to be, obviously, a beast to manage. And as the Saints have done in the last recent years, their run defense is where they hang their hat. That wasn't great last year. So I think if they get out to a good start and they can prove that they're that top run defense they've been in years past, I think it'll be a good start for the Saints in week one. Definitely appreciate the time, Brooke. No, you are busy as well. So anytime uh, you get a break, uh, definitely appreciate you hanging out with us. Yeah, thanks, guys. I appreciate you having me on, and I'll see you out there soon. Definitely. WWL-TV sports reporter Brooke Kirchhofer and NewOrleans.com football host. You can catch your stuff there as well. We'll be back with more sports talk after the break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.